I admit it. I hate change. Like, truly hate it. It scares me. Uh, I can't lie. When I was younger, I, I even used to hate New Year's Eve. And it sounds kind of weird, but uh, it was by far my least favorite holiday. And it was the idea of changing from one year to the next. It, it actually made me sad when I was a little kid. I can remember crying um, and being upset about it. So, like, I don't make changes lightly. And, and, and for the longest time, yeah, I created this bubble in my life where um, I tried to stay inside this bubble of comfort and collect people and things and methods so that my life was structured and routine was, was I knew what to expect. And then, you know, after a lot of work and thinking and searching, I realized something. And, you know, the, the one truth, that old adage of the only constant is change is true and change is inevitable. And, and the more we realize we can't control or stop change, the more we can hope to embrace it, the easier uh, our life will get. And, you know, with teaching and, and things specifically about technology in classroom, I, I read a fantastic book not too long ago called Marching Off the Map uh, by Tim Elmore and Andrew McPeak. And in the book, they talk about our world today. And they have this great line, this quote says, we are not the American culture that first settled this land. Things are new, convenient, quick and easy, like fast food, McRibs, McMuffin, McNuggets, and now McCulture. As I said before, we live in a culture that is superficial, self-absorbed, and synthetic. And I think too often as educators, we rely upon those same tried and true methods that, that we used when we were younger as teachers or we used when we learned. And we're forgetting that, that you know, life changes. Kids change. Our audience changes. So too do our methods sometimes. The problem with the approach of that, you know, that, that relying on what we're used to is we fail to address one major point. Our culture and our students have changed. You know, I've been teaching for 15 years, and, and the kids we teach today, the kids that walk through our doors today are very different than the kids that walk through on day one. Um, we can choose to think about those good old days of teaching, or, or we can embrace this change and harness the many wonderful attributes that our students possess today. And, and I'll tell you this, over these past three days of this week, first week of school, and the, the three days of in-service, it, it amazes me how many of the teachers in our building are embracing change. And it's totally invigorating and, and energizing to see how many of you are trying new things already. Um, awesome. Love to see it. Uh, I don't know how many of you know Lauren Hill, Fuji's fame of the early 90s rap group. But she's got this great, you know, ready or not, here they come. I think about with Lauren Hill. The students we have today are born with information at their fingertips. Uh, they don't see a need in memorizing information. They don't see the value in it, right? It can be found in a few short clicks or, or asking Alexa or Siri. Uh, so why should they memorize things in their mind? Um, the students we have today are used to being immersed in the content they learn. By using technology, they communicate, they collaborate, they think critically, and they create things. Uh, you know, I look at my fourth grader, for example. Um, before A week before school started, he was already logged into his Google Classroom. He had recorded Flipgrid videos he was watching others of his classmates and, and seeing how many kids were interacting with his videos. These are the students we're getting today, and they have very high expectations for us as teachers. Not only do the students, but the parents do as well. And, and we need to make sure we're doing all we can to meet these students' expectations. So what does all this mean? Like, why, What am I talking about? And, and am I suggesting that we throw out the proverbial baby with the bathwater and completely revamp our system and what we do. And that's just simply no. The answer is no, not the case. Um, what I'm thinking or what I'm suggesting is that we need to ensure we're doing the best we can, though, to meet the needs of our changing demographics. 
all the while still pushing them to grow and mature as the learners and people that we, we've always done. Uh, trying to teach in a tech-free classroom today is like what constitutes a, a bag of funnies. We're just, it's just not natural. Uh, you know, in that marching off the map, Elmore and McPeak, they talk about uh, uh, a sailor. And when they encounter, you know, if you're, if you're on a sailboat and the wind shifts and it blows in your face, you have two choices. You can angrily shake your face at the wind and be upset that it's not going in your, things aren't going in your direction, or you can adjust your sails and use the wind to guide you where you still want to go. And I'm thinking, you know, we want to be like that second sailor who, who takes the wind, takes the changes and, and rolls with it. And we're still going where we need to go. And, and one of the major reasons that, that I'm such a proponent, proponent, excuse me, of authentic implementation of tech is it truly makes your job easier and more importantly, more fulfilling. Um, Throughout the year, I'm hoping that you guys will find new ways to help your students connect to you and one another um, throughout the use of technology in the classroom, uh, which sounds like kind of counterintuitive, using technology to connect as people, but I promise it will happen if you give it the chance. We'll explore a variety of methods to differentiate and individualize content. Um, we will. Sorry, I lost my, lost my train of thought here. We will uh, look for ways to expand the line of communications with your students, your parents, and each other. And this may sound like a lot for some of you. Um, don't worry. A little front-loading will make your life a whole lot easier. And some of the things are just going to be small changes. Um, you'll, you'll end up with these little changes, spending less time on the trivial things in your daily classrooms, uh, being able to be more relaxed in the room, invigorated, and passionate about your classes. So buckle up. I hope we're in for a fun year here. So enough of my ramblings, and, and as promised, I, I give you one tech tip um, for those of you interested for, with each poster or recording on my podcast. Um, <clears throat> so for those of you that love ed tech like I do, what I'm going to re recommend today is nothing new. In fact, it's it's been like the hot item all the rage for the past year or so, but it's for good reason. And, and I'm asking that for, for people to give Flipgrid a shot if you haven't done it in your classroom. Uh, it's a web-based program that allows your students to record and share short video clips to answer discussion questions. Um, so the, the tutorials I sent out, they were all uploaded to a Flipgrid to, uh, to make it simple. Um, I've used Flipgrid in my classroom a few times, um, and I have a few points of observations for you. So some things to kind of keep in mind is, one, some of your students are going to love it immediately, and some of them are going to dread it, and that's okay. Um, but it allows you to hear from all of your students, even the ones that are afraid to speak out in class. Um, Flipgrid has great tools for students who don't like to see themselves on video. Um, you can do high-tech ways of doing that by applying filters that Flipgrid has recorded, and you can do low-tech by just simply covering your, your face or putting your finger on the, the webcam. Um, many of the students will get excited about playing with the stickers and the extra items, so I suggest you give them a chance to play and explore before you use the tool for a serious class discussion. Um, and it, it'll help you set the tone for your students so that, that right away they'll be creating content and collaborating with others in your class. Um, the suggestion that, that I heard recently, what, which I think is phenomenal, is start by having a moderated grid, and I can help you out with that if you're not sure what that is, um, and then never approve the post. So the students know the only person right now seeing the video would be you. Because a lot of the anxiety with kids recording themselves comes from, you know, it's something their classmates will see. So just get them used to to uh, to recording and talking to you. And that way you get to hear that 
their voice. And it's that it starts to develop a little bit more of a connection. And I know it sounds weird to think about connecting through technology, but I promise you, um, a lot of students that you probably would never hear from in, in a class setting will start to share with you. Uh, so if you haven't done it yet, give Flipgrid a shot. And, and if you need help, I'll be happy to help out. So if you've gotten this far through my ramblings and my rant, you might wonder what one very important thing and it's what the heck, you know, who even cares what I think? <laughs> I felt this, I felt it was important to share my purpose for taking this job as a, the TOSA, the TOSA for the school year. Uh, <clears throat> it might come as a shock to you, but taking this job for me was not something I immediately felt comfortable doing. You know, I felt like last year after what, 14 years in the classroom, I was just starting to figure out how to teach and enjoy my job and connect with kids. And, uh, However, my, my purpose or purposes in life kind of <clears throat> commits me of otherwise. And two years ago, my wife and I moved into the district. Uh, our oldest is in fourth grade and, and our little guy is in first grade. And so it's kind of personal for me. Uh, it's, it's my goal to help foster an environment where my own sons will flourish and where they'll be excited to learn. And uh, the more I can do to help that, the great. The stakes are high for me and my family. And I hope we, we all do what we can to ensure growth and success in our building. Uh, not to say that I think I'm anything special or I have any secret tips or to success or answers, but but I think I can maybe help connect with people. Instead, my goal this year is to learn as much of the amazing things we're already doing in our building, build connections amongst our own teachers, and help improve the, the implementation of technology so we meet the needs of our students and my own sons. <laughs>